Possum Podcast. Toot toot. So how you been, Mr. Possum? Ooh, busy. Oh, so, you've been oh you've been busy, huh? Oh my gosh, so busy. How about you? Uh, I I mean, I'm pretty busy, Mr. Possum. You know what with producing our Twitch stream and managing us as a duo. My plate's pretty full. So what uh what's keeping you so busy, Mr. Possum? Oh, you know, just you know, just the wife and you know, the house and weekends. So if I call your wife up right now, she would probably say, oh, yeah, he's been working his little tail off uh, to try to keep me happy. Yeah, she'd probably mention all this stuff specifically that I do. I think she'd probably be real detailed about the stuff I'm doing. Yeah, and I would probably, if I went to your house, if I went to visit your house right now, I'd probably find there were all kinds of home improvement projects going on all at the same time because you say you're so busy. Right? Well, I, the thing is, you might not see that because I'm prepping for the projects. I see. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. So you might say you're thinking about how to keep your wife happy as well. That is the first step to keeping your wife happy. You gotta think about it. Marriage is not a whose line is it anyway game, Big Hal. You gotta prepare for it. You can't come in there willy-nilly improving. So when you say you're busy... Yes? What you're saying is that you've been sitting around different places thinking about how to improve your house and your situation with your wife. Right. Okay. I'm one of the great thinkers. Okay. And that's why I'm doing sort of like the bulk of the work for uh, all of our various projects and stuff. You'd say that's... Would you say we're equally busy? If this was an animal farm, I'd be like the pig wearing clothes, clearly. And well, then I mean, we don't even have to make it animal farm. You are a pig wearing clothes, there Mr. You Possum. Go. So that makes you one of them dumb horses who just dumps all, does all the work. Well, that's, I guess that's what I'm good at. Play to your strengths, be a horse. That's one of my hats, Mr. Possum. No. Now, see, that, Mr. Possum, was called a segue. That was me being a workhorse on the farm, pulling us over into the realm that we need to be talking about tonight. And here's me in my fancy hat kicking you, kicking a dead horse. We're going to be talking about hats. We're talking about all our different hats. Caps, lids, tops. Mm -hmm. Chapeaus. Tokes. Berets. Toboggans. Well, I guess we won't be talking about toboggans. Why not? Because I didn't bring one. Did you bring a toboggan? No, I didn't bring no toboggan. I got some other interesting hats in this little bag. Mr. Possum and I each have a bag containing five of our favorite hats. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull them out. We're going to put them on, which is a great visual element for a radio show. I'm wearing a hat right now. Let's leave that one a mystery. Let's not tell people at home what it is. I wonder if they can tell which hat I'm wearing just by my attitude. <laughs> If they were judging by your attitude, they'd probably think you were wearing some kind of little baby's bonnet. Well, dang, they nailed it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> toot toot. So when we come back, we're going to count down our top five favorite hats.
Big Hal, what's your number five hat? Well, here you go. Take a look at this, Mr. Possum. My number five favorite hat is the cowboy hat. Ah. Fits me like my own skin. It's my daily wear. Sometimes I shower with it on if it needs cleaning or if I just forget to take it off with the rest of my clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You cannot beat this hat with anything in the world for its combination of form, function, style, and value. The cowboy hat is aerodynamically perfect for when you're riding against the winds of the open plains or of the mighty desert. Its ample brim protects your eyes and neck from the sun, and it can hold as many as 15 hard-boiled eggs in the cap and another 10 round the rim while riding. Oh, so that's why the brim is curved up like that. If that's the style you prefer, yes. Some cowboy hats flatten out and tilt downward at the front and back, making them more suited for carrying deli meats. But I like an old-fashioned egg-brim Stetson packed with aged, trail-dusted, hard-boiled goose eggs. Nothing like hitting the trail with a hat full of hard-boilds. The kids love it when you ride into town because you can toss them a couple eggs from up there on your saddle. There's Big Hal from town. Always got eggs for the children. Always bums the kids out when they don't see any eggs as I come up across the horizon. Also, they know they got to keep their distance from a guy who just ate 25 eggs out on the open range. Yes, you're going to give that cowpoke a wide berth. Now, me personally, I wear a cowboy hat, what's made of straw. Yep. You got to put lighter fare in there. You can't put no heavy egg in there. Uh-huh. So I like to put pizza toppings up there, Big Al. Oh, that's smart. Nothing says the West like riding around with a big greasy slice and then shaking your cowboy hat in a rain of Parmesan cheese and red pepper just coming down onto your slice. The cowboy way. Yeah, that's got to feel like a real blessing to those other cowboys at the campsite. The end of a long, hard day when they're sitting there staring at their boring old cheese pizza. And then I ride into the middle of that on my mighty horse and take off my hat and just shake all them toppings onto their terrible little slices. Hooray, they say. Hooray. Possum, go ahead and pull out your number five favorite hat out of that sack over there. All right, Dan, buddy, here it is. And I plop. It's on top of my head. It's a bowler. Oh, wow. You got yourself a little fancy bowler there. It's a bowler, also known as a derby hat. Popularized by old Wimpy from Popeye. Remember old Wimpy? I do. I remember Wimpy. He's that guy dressed... Real nice, going around begging for hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's almost the most respectable character on uh, on Popeye, even though all you ever see him doing is begging. He's definitely dressed the best in the whole Popeye universe. It's a wharf town, uh-huh. and he's got on a suit. He's wearing a bowler. He knows the importance of dressing well, unlike all the other characters. Right. Now, me personally, I've le- I like to wear a bowler when I really need some food. Because I notice that if you ask for stuff and you're dressed nice, people will give you the benefit of the doubt. If I say, hey, buddy, I'll gladly pay you some other day for a bite of what you're having, they'll be like, oh, he's he's good for it. He's got a nice hat on. He's got a job. And then I get that bite. And Uh, I never pay him. I do, for some reason, for some subconscious reason, respect you right now more than I think I ever have. I wear this hat, people look at me, they think, oh, you could, he could be the mayor. I do think you could run for mayor, Mr. Possum. I've never thought that before, but you put that hat on, and there's something stately about you. Think so? 
Would you like to contribute some money to my campaign? Of course I would. How much would you like, Mr. Possum? How's 50 bucks grab you? I would gladly give you 50 bucks, Mr. Possum, to clean up this town. Okay, now what if I take the hat off? Oink. That was the sound of me taking the hat off. Oh my, what? Possum, why do I have $50 in my hand? And why am I handing it towards you? You was about to give me some money to clean the streets up. What? That's crazy. You're talking all this clean the streets up stuff. You would be terrible if you were in charge of this town. Oh, the hat's back on. What'd you just call me? I think you called me terrible. Oh, I was talking to that gritty, dirty old possum that was in here a second ago. Oh, that rapscallion? Oh, he shan't be bothering you anymore. I'm so sorry. Well, you've already done such a good job just cleaning this radio studio up. No problem. It's my pleasure as your mayor. Possum, what's your fourth favorite hat over there in that sack? Here it comes. I'm going to flop it on my head. A flop. It's a newsy hat. A newsy hat? Yeah. You're like a little newsboy. Look at it. Look how floppy it is. You're selling papes on the corner. Selling some papes. Don't I look like a hard-working, scrappy, young tough? You do. You really do. Hey, sir, you want to buy a pape? No. No, I do not want to buy a pape. Come on, don't you want to see the news? Come on, it's an extra. It's an extra paper that came out. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm sorry, this is an extra paper it's that came out? It's an extra, yeah. What's that mean? It's an extra one. It, this is an extra paper. It's an extra paper. It still costs money. They printed one more than the rest of them? And Only you're when it's them. big news, big boy. Okay. We got some big piping news today. Now, what kind of news is there in the in this extra paper? Somebody dropped a biscuit over there on Payne Street. Okay. We gotta go get that biscuit. Extra, extra. All right. Well, I read about that yesterday on my on my phone. I actually get the news on my phone now. He did. Yeah, and I don't and I don't need to uh, read it in the paper. In fact, by the time they had this printed up on your extra uh, newspaper over there. My friends and I had already gone over and retrieved that biscuit off the ground. Mm. Because we read about it yesterday, you know. Are you sure? Have you seen the little story about the octopus that gets himself out of the jar with his tentacles? Oh, yeah. Oh, we printed I a whole that. paper about him. Yeah. No, I saw that actually on uh, cable news yesterday. It was breaking news, and I, I was able to watch the whole video. You sure it was um, the same octopus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Learned about it yesterday. Mm. Don't really need the print edition. Well, we got the announcement for the Powerball winners. Yeah, I watched that happen. Uh, I watched that happen live, actually. You did. Mm-hmm. So you already know who your new lords are, the new ri- local Richies. Yes, I've already sent them uh, Instagram friend requests. Good, good, good. Well, it seems like you're just kind of extra on the ball. But what you know about these coupons? Buy one get three free breadsticks. Oh, the, wait. This has coupons in it? Yeah, it's got coupons. Bed, bath, and beyond. Can you give me a ballpark value on what kind of savings you're talking about with the coupons in that paper? They're outrageous. Oh, really? The savings are outrageous. I shouldn't even be telling you about this coupon edition. 
It's so extra. It's so extra. Yeah, I don't know why you're even bothering to sell these papers for nickels out on here when you've got these coupons. Can I be honest with you? Yes, of course you can. I do it because I like to wear this hat. Ah. Well, Big Howe, what's your number four hat in the sack there? Well, let me just pull this out here. Oh, look at that. Oh, yes. It's a king hat, Mr. Possum. Yeah. It's hammered gold you're looking at with inlays of tough ancient gems. It's big. And it looks heavy. Well, it's a king hat. Had to be, Mr. Possum. You see, in the age of kings, that's the Middle Ages, it was a time of progress. It's when they built everything. And the king needed a big hat with uh, thick metal and reflective gems in case someone dropped a wood joist on him or was driving a wagon near him. So it's like a hard hat and a reflective vest. Yes, sir. Safety first. I guess you could say the Middle Ages themselves was like a like a big old construction site, weren't it? Yeah, that's what it looked like, felt like, smelled like. That's how it was back then. And the only person who was important enough to wear a hard hat back then was the king. Exactly. You had to keep that king safe. They'd have a big sign up, big billboard in the middle of town that said days since a medieval injury. Yes, and it was always zero. It was always zero, Mr. Bob. Because it was just so medieval in there, mm-hmm. you know. You can only be so safe when people are catapulting big boulders into your town and dropping hot oil off of walls. Everybody was catapulting back there in those days. You're right about that, cowpoke. Back then, there were signs everywhere just saying stuff like, you know, sorry for the mess. We're working on it. Yeah. Excuse our progress. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. And it had a guy getting tortured, you know, and it said, like, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then they'd have a poster next to that that had a guy getting, like, pulled apart by horses, and it said, are we having fun yet? Big Al, what's your number three hat tonight? Possum, my third favorite hat is the sorting hat from the Harry Powers movies. Oh, dang, how I knew you was going to nerd out in one of these. You remember that? You remember the sorting hat from the Harry Powers movies? No, I don't watch that old nerd junk. The Harry Powers series is very popular, Possum. It's not for nerds. Everybody's watching these movies, from uh, astronauts to sports performers to members of rock and country bands. Ugh. So... Actually, I'm not a nerd for liking it. And there's some important themes and messages going on in the Harry Powers movies. Like how you can be whoever you want to be in the world. Unless the sorting hat decides that you shouldn't be that. Mm, Okay, what's the hat do? Well, see, Mr. Possum, when you get to Hogwarts Magic Academy, there's these three houses you can live in. I hate this. There's Griffinstein, there's Honeypoof, and of course there's old Slime Dip. Ridiculous names. Well, it's fantasy, Mr. Possum. Anyway, the sorting hat tells you which Hogwarts house you get to live in when you put it on. And the house you live in determines a bunch of stuff about your later life, like what kind of job you get to have. 
It's a cool idea to me that there's something about us that we're born with that we can't change that decides what economic class we get to be a part of. And that some fun, silly object like this here sorting hat gets to decide that for us. What if you don't like where that day on the hat puts you? I don't know, Mr. Possum. I don't know what they do in that instance. Harry Powers ended up getting in Griffinstein, which is where he wanted to be, because he wanted to have a job. I imagine if I put it on, it would put me in slime dip because I want to be rich and not have a job. I do like the idea of a hat that tells me I'm rich. Yeah, isn't it great? Unless it tells you you're poor. I guess that would be the bad part. I've been wearing an I'm poor hat my whole life. I got sorted out when I was born a possum. Oh, I see. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I guess I got put in house trash and stuff. Yeah, you sure did. (laughs) See, there's a lot for you to learn from watching the Harry Powers movies. How many of these movies is there? Oh, I think there's about eight or nine of them. That's too much, buddy. Okay. I ain't ain't gonna spend that much time with a wizard. Yeah, it's true. I guess you're pretty busy sitting around thinking. I'm pretty busy. Fair enough, Mr. Possum. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your third favorite cap is? Ooh, I'm gonna plop it on my head. What do you think of this? What do you think of my steampunk hat? Do you want my honest answer? No, not really. I like it. It's awesome. Because it's like a top hat. But it's got little gears and stuff on there, little watch chains. And you're like, what's powering that thing? What's it do? Yeah, what, what's a gear need to be on a hat for? Would it, be my first question. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know one thing. It's punky. Mm-hmm. I know another thing. It's steamy. I bet it's powered by steam, whatever it does. Mm-hmm. Now, why would a hat need to be steam-powered, Mr. Possum? Good question, son. Now, this... Hat is actually going to be my good tootin' hat. It's actually going to let out steam through a little hole. I'm going to pull a little chain. It's going to go boop, boop. You're going to put a steam whistle on that hat. Yeah, it's going to be a proper tootin' hat. Now, what's going to power the steam? Toots. Powered by toots. Oh, you're talking about the fuel. Oh, coal. Yeah, it seems super punk to me to go out and buy some coal to power your hat. Oh, yes. But, uh, you know, I'm not so punky that I won't say hello with a nice little friendly toot on the street. But I will also honk at you if you're in my way as a pedestrian. Now, Possum, have you ever thought about maybe getting a, like a solar-powered tootin' cap? Or a uh, wind-powered tootin' cap? Maybe one that just toots when the wind blows through it. Mm, Maybe. It's just that I need steam to come out of the hole to make the proper toot. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll think about it, but I'm not going to think about it for long because it's not a good idea, Hmm. you know? Okay. But thank you. Big Al and Possum, brave, strong, and awesome. Speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Al and Possum, two good boys who've been hollering. We'll comfort you when you are blue and calm you when you're mad. Hey, Mr. Possum. Hey, Big Al. I heard you robbed a bank last week. I did. I thought your bank robbing days were over. I did too, Hal, but then I was plied into doing one last heist. You're plied, huh? Score of the century, buddy. We stalking millions in untraceable bills. Small denominations all on their way to be destroyed. The whole lot of it spending one night at a small bank with one security guard. And how'd it go? Not good. All right, okay. What happened? 
Well, I had to get the team together, you know, possums 11. 11 people to rob a small bank. Well, the smaller the bank, the more critical each member, Howell. Oh, okay. Well, who are they? Well, first there's Terry Travis, of course, my right-hand guy. He's a pretty face and he can get you out of a jam. Quick on his feet. Then there's Lil' Joey. He's like a backup right-hand guy. Great face and quick in a jam. Then I got Billy Brad. Oh, yeah, Billy Brad. Billy Brad was Lil' Joey's right-hand man. Great face, quick on his feet to bench. Okay. Then I got the Dunny Brothers. Okay, I hope there's a lot of Dunny Brothers or we're going to be here a minute. There's two of them. And what are they good at? Robbing banks, Al. Right. You can count on the Dunny Brothers to think quick and get you out of a jam. Great faces on them, too. Then I got Big Bob. Big Bob sounds like the muscle. No, it's an ironic nickname. He's a little guy. But he's good under pressure. Quick in a jam, you know. Yeah, I bet he's got a great face as well. Oh, yeah. Heck of a face. Then I got Madman Jack. Okay. Another ironic nickname because he's cute as a cucumber. Great under pressure. Heck of a face, too. Then I got Tiny Doug. Is Tiny Doug actually the muscle? No, his nickname's for real. Small boy. He's good in a pinch, though. He's got a great face. Then also my nephew TJ, because I couldn't get a sitter. Possum, that's nine people plus you. That's only ten. So it's possums ten. Or possums nine if you don't count your nephew TJ, who you couldn't get a sitter for. There's only nine of them? I've been splitting the take eleven ways. Oof. So anyway, I had to get them all together, you know, and how scheduling goes, trying to get nine people free on the same day anymore. It was a mess. So now it's just me and TJ and Terry Travis. Terry and I roast Shambo for who robs the bank and who babysits TJ. And of course, I gotta rob the bank. Oh, man. So I walk in there, first thing I gotta distract the car. So I tell him his car's being towed away and he runs outside. Then I go up to the teller and I'm all dressed up super fancy and I'm pretending to be this rich guy from France. You are pretending to be a rich guy from France. Yeah. And I go, I need to access the vault. And she goes, withdraw. And what'd you say? I said, withdrawal? Okay. I need to access the vault. Toot toot. Toot toot. She blew my dang cover. Big Al and Possum, brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Al and Possum, side order of taters all rotten. We'll comfort you when you are blue and calm you when you're mad. What's your number two hatch? Possum, my number two hat is this bad boy right here. What's that? Looks like a brown paper sack. A brown paper sack? Come on, Mr. Possum. This is my khaki extra short-brimmed bucket hat that I do razor scooter tricks in. This here hat was handed down to me by my upperclassman buddy in high school, and he promised me that it had magical powers that would make me really good at razor scooter tricks. So it's like flubber, but with a hat. Sort of, yeah. Okay, so instead of Duncan shoes, it's like razor hat. Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, all right, all right, I'm down. I like stuff like that. Why don't you show me some moves? Let me put the hat on first real quick. Okay, okay. How's this look? Not good. Do you like how you could just see the bottom parts of my eyes? I don't love that. Do you like how short the brim is on my bucket hat? No, I don't care for that either. There's something about it that's unnerving. It's almost just like... A frill around the edge or something. Do you like how it looks? Uh, or do you just like what it does for you for tricks? I've actually never seen myself in this hat. Mm. Because I don't 
bother to look in a mirror because I'm too busy doing razor scooter tricks. And also, you can't really photograph me while I'm wearing this hat because I'm moving too fast on my razor scooter. Okay, well, let me see some of these great tricks. Why don't you blow my mind with this evil Gilligan hat? All right, let me just unfold my razor scooter. Here we go, Mr. Possum. Watch closely. Oh. Uh. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my. Chewy. Look at there. Is that a triple spin? Oh, is that a double dipper? How'd you ride up that wall? <clears throat> Radical. <clears throat> How'd you do that? Oh. Big hell, you're on top of a building. Be careful. There's a power line, buddy. Be careful. Oh, you're up there with the squirrels and the birds. What a trick. Well, I told you, Mr. Possum, I told you this hat had a magic razor scooter improving skills. You sure did. I, I really feel the fool right now. Well, Mr. Fool, what's your number two favorite hat? Well, my number two is one of them hats that Mr. Potato Head wears. Wow. Is that a full, that's a full-size Mr. Potato Head hat you just pulled out. Yep. You see that soft kind of spike down the center of it? Yeah. That goes in a hole in your head. Keeps it in place. Okay. That's how Mr. Potato Head does it. Right. But Mr. Potato Head has a big potato hole in his head. Yeah, he had that put in. Mm-hmm. Which I'm intending to get put into my head so I can wear one of these. I've been saving up. Possum, why would you want... To have a big hole in the middle of your head. Uh, to shove this potato head hat in there to keep it in place. You ever seen Mr. Potato Head's hat fall off? No, I c actually, that's a good point. You know what? Neither have I. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's in there deep. It's what it's lodged in his skull. It's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. You shove it in there. Possum, I gotta go on record saying that it's a bad idea for you to drill a hole in your head so that you can shove a potato head hat rod into it. That's going to mess up your brain, which is already not great. Mm. Body modification is all the rage, and I'm getting a hole put in my head because I'm tired of looking foolish. My hat's always falling off in the wind, and I'm chasing it, and the children laugh and say, look at this fool chasing his hat. You're going to be able to ride the Staten Island Ferry without putting your hand on your hat. Yep. Let's say you're not wearing the tater hat. Are you worried about, uh, I don't know, rain or something getting into the hole? How come I'm not wearing the hat? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's at the cleaners. Oh, I got it dirty. That's very like me. So now I got this big hole there. Could get some rain. And then my head would get all heavy and I would fall and I would look the fool. If you got rainwater dripping down into your head, I think you might develop a problem with mildew or mold. You're going to want to get a cork for that tater hole, Mr. Possum. Yeah, I'll get a cork. Would you be so kind as to tell me what your number one hat is? Yeah, look at this bad boy. Ooh. My number one favorite hat is this here Centurion helmet. 
the Roman Imperial Centurion Helmet. Name a more iconic hat, Mr. Possum. I'll wait. Uh, you can't. Look at this thing. 18-gauge polished steel with brass trim. Handcrafted leather suspension liner with a leather strap. Ooh, a mohawk crest made of real horsehair. Got this mammer jammer at a truck stop off I-65 for $89.99, Mr. Possum. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Do you know how jealous my ancient Roman ancestors would be to hear that I got an imperial centurion helmet with authentic horsehairs for a mere month's worth of coffee money? Oh, I bet they'd be jealous as heck. I don't have any Roman ancestors myself, Hal, being a possum and all, but I do happen to have my own centurion helmet as well. Whoa. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Is that... Possum, is that 19-gauge steel there on your uh, helmet? Yep, shiny and chrome. Is that, is that Venetian leather lining? Yes. That thing has two horsehair crests on top of it. Yeah, one's purebred Arabian and one's Clydesdale. How? No big deal. How much was that helmet, Mr. Possum? Doesn't matter. Did you get it at a truck stop? No, I just ordered it off the internet. Cost me about 30 bucks, I guess. But but yours is cool, too. 30 bucks? Would you say you paid for yours? Do, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, they're both cool. In fact, I can barely tell the difference between them. Here, let me look at yours for a minute. All right, there. All right. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't care for some of the threading around this lining here. That doesn't work for me. Here, let me just give it back to you. Hey, wait a minute. This is your old hat. Mm, no, I don't think that's true, Mr. Possum. I mean, they do look very similar. But uh, that's the one you just handed me. It's got your smell inside the hat. <laughs> I, I doubt very much a hat I've never worn has my smell inside of it, Mr. Possum. I think you've worn it plenty. That's probably just the smell off that cheap old Venetian leather lining you've got in there. Big Al, you better give me back my Roman helmet. I'm going to Rochambeau all over this place. Mr. Possum, what's your number one favorite hat? Well, my number one favorite hat is the Sherlock Holmes hat. Also known as a deerstalker cap. Ooh, that's nice. That's fancy looking. I like that. You like this on me? Mm-hmm. Am I, I sure wearing do. it well? Uh, I mean as well as... Thank you. Thank you. You like my pipe? I don't think you're allowed to smoke that in here, Mr. Possum. I'm just thinking about mysteries. Just having a little puff. You know what I like about this hat, Big Al? What do you like about it? You ever seen anybody wearing a Sherlock Holmes hat that's saying something dumb? You mean besides right now? Yeah. No, I can't say that I have. I haven't either. Mm -hmm. And I think that the hat might be magic. You think that hat's magic? I think that it's impossible to be stupid while wearing it. Now, if that's magic, then yes. So you, right now, are wearing the hat. Mm -hmm. And you think that the hat is magically making you smart. Oh, my dear Watson, I'm positively sure of it. And the hat's not telling you that that would be a stupid thing to think. The hat's not telling me anything at all, my simple boy. It's just a hat. It's, okay, all right. It's merely a hat, my dear assistant. Okay, well, first of all, I'm not your assistant. I'm not Watson. I think I would probably be Sherlock if we were 
you know, if we were having to nail these roles down. I don't know. I'm sitting here doing some abductive reasoning, and I think that clearly that uh, you're watching, and I'm Sherlock. You're doing some, uh, I'm sorry, abductive reasoning? Doing some abductive reasoning. It's very simple if you think about it. Uh Uh-huh. It's very clear. Yeah, you do sound you do sound a lot smarter, Mr. Possum. I do feel smarter. Mm-hmm. This hat, I suppose. It's just a theory of mine. <laughs> it's just a old boy. Do you think a person has to be smart to talk down to the person next to them and call them old boy? I think that yes, I do. I think that's how smart people talk. If I was stupid, I wouldn't be saying such stuff. Okay. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.